Good morning. It's February 27th, and this is your daily brief in EU news. Here's everything you need to know. In a dramatic turn of events, Belgian farmers took their grievances to the streets of Brussels, leading to clashes with police amid a crucial meeting of the EU's agriculture ministers. This large-scale demonstration saw 900 tractors rolling into the city, accompanied by 700 foreign protesters, marking a significant moment of unrest and confrontation with law enforcement. The heart of the matter lies in the farmers' deep-seated frustrations over their economic conditions, sparking a call for action that couldn't be ignored by the attending ministers. Acknowledging the severity of the situation, the EU agriculture ministers promised new measures to address the sector's grievances. In a notable critique, they pointed fingers at the Commission for the current predicament, indicating a rift within the EU's approach to agricultural policy. Adding to the complexity, the Portuguese minister made a bold request for a temporary exemption from certain environmental rules setting a potential deadline until 2027, highlighting the desperate measures being considered to alleviate the farmers' plight. This protest in Brussels is not an isolated incident but part of a larger, continent-wide movement. Farmers in France, Spain, the Netherlands and Bulgaria have also taken to the streets, united in their protest against low income, which averages at 96% of that of salaried workers. This disparity has fueled widespread discontent, driving the agricultural community across Europe to demand change. In response to the disturbances, an investigation has been launched with the aim of identifying and holding accountable those involved. As this situation unfolds, it serves as a stark reminder of the challenges facing Europe's agricultural sector and the urgent need for solutions that address the economic disparities plaguing farmers. With the EU ministers' promises of new measures, the coming days could be pivotal in shaping the future of European agriculture. In a pivotal gathering in Paris, French President Emmanuel Macron, alongside a coalition of European leaders, tackled the pressing issues born from the Ukraine conflict and the looming spectre of Russian expansionism. This summit not only underscored the urgency of the situation, but also served as a platform to deliberate on the future of European security and solidarity in the face of aggression. The backdrop of this meeting was a Europe increasingly alarmed by the potential for Russian aggression to spill over its current confines. Macron's words painted a stark picture of the threats at hand, emphasising the critical need for Western military backing of Ukraine. Central to the discussions was a notable proposal, spearheaded by the Czech Republic and buoyed by support from at least 15 countries, including a significant financial commitment from the Netherlands, aimed at bolstering Ukraine's ammunition supplies. Yet amidst these strategic deliberations, a consensus on deploying European Union soldiers directly to Ukraine remained elusive. Macron highlighted that while no stone is left unturned in the quest for solutions, the path forward is fraught with complexity. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's intervention was poignant, 
stressing the imperative to curb Putin's ambitions beyond Ukraine's borders, a sentiment that resonates deeply with the collective European conscience. The summit laid bare the challenges in translating promises into action, revealing that a mere 30% of pledged artillery shells have reached Ukrainian forces. The assembly of leaders, including prominent figures from Germany, the United Kingdom and the United States, was emblematic of a united front, focusing on amplifying Europe's defence mechanisms and reinforcing its commitment to Ukraine amidst escalating tensions. As the dust settles on this crucial meeting, the key takeaway is a Europe at a crossroads, grappling with the immediate need to support Ukraine and deter Russian advances. The discussions in Paris mark a significant moment in European diplomacy, with the continent's leaders wrestling with the daunting task of ensuring peace and stability in their backyard. In a shocking revelation, associates of the late Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny have claimed that he was on the verge of being released in a prisoner swap involving the US and Germany, only for his life to end, tragically, in an Arctic prison. This development throws a new light on the international dynamics at play and the murky circumstances surrounding Navalny's demise. Maria Pevchik, a close aide to Navalny, has come forward with claims that negotiations for Navalny's release were in advanced stages. According to Pevchik, the proposed deal involved exchanging a convicted assassin held in Germany for Navalny, along with two American citizens. This information has sparked intense speculation and raised questions about the real reasons behind Navalny's death. The aftermath of Navalny's death has been fraught with tension. His family battled with Russian authorities for a week to reclaim his body, highlighting the contentious relationship between the Kremlin and Navalny's supporters. The incident has not gone unnoticed by the international community, with Western nations imposing additional sanctions on Russia. These sanctions are a response not only to Navalny's death, but also to Russia's aggressive actions in Ukraine. As the world reacts, plans are underway for a memorial service to honour Navalny's legacy. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin has remained silent on the matter, leaving many to wonder about the implications of Navalny's death on Russian politics and international relations. This story is a stark reminder of the ongoing struggle for political freedom in Russia and the complex geopolitical tensions that continue to shape our world. As we await further developments, the global community remains watchful, pondering the future of Russian opposition and the broader implications for international diplomacy. In a move that could redefine the landscape of artificial intelligence, French AI startup Mistral AI has teamed up with tech giant Microsoft. This partnership not only brings together Mistral's innovative AI solutions with Microsoft's vast cloud infrastructure, but also marks a significant investment by Microsoft into the burgeoning startup. Mistral AI, known for its efficient and cost-effective AI systems, is set to bring its commercial language models to Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. 
A highlight of this collaboration is the launch of an AI chatbot named LeChat, aiming to accelerate AI innovation. Mistral's advanced large language model, Mistral Large, will be introduced first on Azure, showcasing the startup's commitment to open-source development. This approach has not only attracted significant investor funding, but also propelled Mistral to a multi-billion dollar valuation. Furthermore, Mistral has taken a bold stance against proposed AI regulations in the EU, arguing that such regulations could stifle innovation in the AI sector. This partnership could signify a strategic pivot for Microsoft, potentially reducing its reliance on open AI for AI products. By integrating Mistral's cutting-edge AI technologies, Microsoft is positioning itself to make significant inroads in the AI market. As Mistral AI rolls out its public test version of Le Chat and Mistral Large on Azure, the tech community eagerly awaits the impact of this collaboration on the future of AI innovation. In the wake of the Berlinale Film Festival, a storm has erupted over freedom of speech and cultural expression in Germany. This controversy stems from anti-Israel comments made by award winners during the festival's closing gala, putting the spotlight on the intersection of politics and culture. German Cultural Minister Claudia Roth has found herself at the centre of this storm, criticised for what some see as a delayed response to the remarks. The incident has reignited discussions on the balance between freedom of expression and the need to combat hate speech, particularly anti-Semitism, within the cultural sector. In response to the controversy, there's a push to introduce anti-discrimination language into cultural funding agreements. However, these efforts are currently navigating through legal challenges. Roth is actively seeking ways to refine guidelines and funding conditions to ensure cultural initiatives reflect values of inclusivity and respect. The debate extends beyond immediate reactions to the Berlinale incident, prompting a broader conversation about the criteria for federal funding of cultural organisations. This has led to calls for a re-evaluation of how support is allocated, emphasising the importance of aligning with principles that reject discrimination. Anti-Semitism expert Meron Mendel has weighed in, highlighting the critical role of open and constructive dialogue in addressing anti-Semitism within the cultural sector. He underscores that combating anti-Semitism is not a one-time effort – but requires ongoing engagement and willingness to tackle difficult conversations. In summary, the Berlinale Film Festival controversy has sparked a significant debate on freedom of speech, cultural expression and the fight against anti-Semitism in Germany. As the country grapples with these complex issues, the importance of dialogue, legal clarity and reflective cultural funding becomes ever more apparent. Looking ahead, the challenge will be to foster a cultural sector that champions both artistic freedom and respect for all communities. This has been your daily brief in EU news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. 
For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.